Hello, I'm Father Dan Serratori from the St. Benedict's Catholic Community in Burwood and welcome to our podcast. We hope you are blessed by this homily recorded at our 5pm Sunday Mass. May it enrich you and may it inspire you to embrace more fully the love, the life and the mission of Jesus. Enjoy. I'm going to follow the flow of the readings today because I feel in a particular way today the flow is important. I want to start by talking a little bit about wisdom and then tie that to our gospel reading today. I doubt there are many people who wouldn't want the quality of wisdom. Wisdom seems to be uh, the, the quality, the gift that is universally sought after, regardless of what culture, what belief system you may be a part of. Wisdom is something that we all want. I mean, who, who wouldn't want the ability to discern what is true, what is right in any given moment? From a, a Christian perspective, we talk about wisdom as, as an ability to tune in to God, to act according to his will, to choose whatever leads to flourishing, whatever is truly lasting, to be wise. In the psalm today, we get one of the secrets to acquiring wisdom. The psalmist says, Make us know the shortness of our life, that we may gain wisdom of heart. From a, a secular perspective, one of the great heroes of wisdom was the great philosopher Socrates, who died about 400 years before Christ. And the great secret of Socrates was that he believed that he knew nothing. And so in all of his conversations, he was seeking to learn. You know, sometimes we're in conversation, really, we're just thinking about what to say in response. <laughs> Socrates didn't do it like that. He was like, what can I learn from this person? What can I acquire? What wisdom can I glean from what I'm listening to? We're hearing a similar kind of desire today in the heart of the psalmist. He's saying, help me, God, help me to know the shortness of my life. In other words, help me to see things in their proper perspective. Help me to, to remember, to recognise how limited I am in in comparison with the true story, the great, the bigger picture, so that I may gain true wisdom. You see, what the psalmist reminds us of today is that wisdom is not something that we acquire through hard work. It's not something that we, we get through, uh, through bring, being brilliantly intellectual. In fact, uh, there are so many examples in our world of absolute brilliant minds who are not very wise at all. Wisdom, as we're reminded today, is something that is bestowed upon the humble. We hear in, in Proverbs, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Wisdom comes from a heart that is uh, bowed in reverence before God before the majesty of God. That kind of heart is a heart that becomes wise. 
that acquires true wisdom. Wisdom is a gift that is given to those who know their proper place. On a practical level, I want to suggest that's why it's so important for us to get into nature often. Because when we sit before the ocean, the expanse of the ocean, or we we gaze into the night sky, or when we go into the grandeur of the mountain, you can't help if you're human (laughs) and you're alive. (laughs) You can't help but be put in kind of proper perspective, right? Before the the, the majesty of, of nature, whatever it is that's before you, these experiences humble us, don't they? They remind us that we're, we're not as significant, we're not as smart, we're not as powerful as we think we are. We gain wisdom when we see things in proper perspective and in particular when we know our proper place, our proper stance before God, a God who is all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful. Wisdom. Why do we begin today talking about wisdom? Well, it seems to me that there's a very important link between the first reading of the psalm, which we've just sort of covered a little, and the gospel today. And the reason I want to suggest is this, that without wisdom, we've really got no hope of understanding what Jesus is talking about today in the gospel. Based on our own human reasoning, our own intellect, our own wisdom, we really cannot appreciate what it is that Jesus is inviting us into today. We need, especially with today's gospel, we need the gift of, of, of God's wisdom. We need the light of God to, to, um, to illuminate what he's trying to invite us into here today in the gospel. Let's take a look. Jesus is... Uh, he's on the road, and he's got a, a, a huge uh, following of people. The gospel starts by saying, great crowds accompanied Jesus on his way. Where was he on his way to? To Jerusalem, right? He was, he was on the way to the cross. And he turns to them, and he says to them, if any... Man comes to me without hating his father, mother, wife, children, brothers, sisters, yes, and his own life too. He cannot be my disciple. Now, anyone who knows anything about Jesus would know that he's not being literal here, right? He's not telling people to hate his family. In the original uh, language, this expression of hate was, was basically used to, to mean prefer, So Jesus is saying, if you want to follow me, if you want what I'm offering, you need to choose me first, basically what he's saying. And I I suppose at some level we might think, I get that. I understand that. I know that in life, if we want to chase anything significant, it requires a cost. We know the expression, no pain, no gain, right? Mums. You know this, don't you? The journey of labour. There's a cost. There are certain things that you need to put first. We know that's true in any functional relationship. There's a cost. 
there are certain things we need to put first, certain, th certain preferences we need to make if it's going to work. In the sporting arena, uh, you know, professional sports people, there's so much they need to sacrifice in order to become champions. In the business world, the same is true, of course. To choose any path properly in life requires something of us. We need to put some skin in the game, as the expression goes. So I guess at some level, there's some common sense to what Jesus is, is demanding in the gospel here, but there is also something that is absolutely radical about what Jesus is asking of us today, something which transcends our human wisdom, our human logic, something which seems unreasonable to us. Because Jesus, when he talks about preferencing him, he's not just talking about any preference, you know, uh, chocolate or strawberry. Uh, today I'll go for strawberry, you know. When Jesus is talking about preference, he's talking about a disproportionate preference for him. At the end of the gospel, he says, So, in the same way, none of you can be my disciple unless he gives up all his possessions. Now, again, we don't necessarily need to take that, uh, those words literally. Jesus certainly does call some to follow him radically in that way and give everything. But more importantly, what Jesus is getting at here is that if you want to follow me, if you really want to be my disciple, you need to make a definitive choice for me. To preference God means to put him at the centre of our world. And for that to happen, Jesus says in a number of other places in the Gospels that it requires a certain level of dying, of denying ourselves, of emptying ourselves, of whatever gets in the way of putting God as our preference. You know, the word holiness in Hebrew comes from a root word that means to cut away. To be holy is to be someone who cuts things away so that we can make Jesus our preference, the number one. What Jesus is, is saying here in the gospel is that if you want to follow me, if you want what I'm offering you, if you want to be holy then you need to preference me in a way that's going to sound unreasonable to a lot of people. You need to cut some things out of your life that might disturb some people, that might provoke them, that might even turn them against you. You, you go to church every week, even sometimes in the middle of the week? You go to church, really? You, you really don't watch any porn? What's, what's wrong with you? you? You give how much of your money away to the church or, or to charities? Really? St. Benedict, our patron of this church, he put it like this. You've probably seen it on the way in on the banner. He says, prefer nothing to Christ. 
The great St Paul says it like this. For me to live is Christ. I count everything else as rubbish, only that I would know Christ. St Francis of Assisi, he was someone who literally lived this gospel. He literally gave everything. And he did it with such joy. Jesus was without question the preference of his life. Now, how did these three men get to this place of preferencing Jesus in such a radical way? Was it because they were brilliant intellectually? No. It's because they were men of wisdom. They were, they were men who were, were humbled before their God. And because of this, they'd come to realise the truth of who God really is. And that's the secret, my friends. If we want to follow Jesus in the radical kind of way that he's demanding of us, it only happens when we, we come to encounter the living God. If we follow Jesus based on our own wisdom or, or, or based on our own energy or our own efforts, then we might, we might go a little way, but we're not going to see out the course. And that's what Jesus is getting at, at the gospel today, in the gospel today. We're not going to see a lot of fruit in our life. But if we want to follow Jesus in the way that he invites us to, we can only do it because of his gift to us. Because of the wisdom that he gives us that enables us to see him for, for who he truly is. We heard today in, in the first reading, which is a book from Wisdom, it says, As for your intention, God, who could learn it had you not granted wisdom and sent your Holy Spirit from above? It's the Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom, that helps us to see God who he, for who he really is so that we can respond to him as Jesus asks us to respond to him. So let's pray in a particular way for the gift of the Holy Spirit. This week, actually, uh, we, we're running a Live in the Spirit course at the moment, and this coming week is the week where we're praying for the Holy Spirit to, to be released in our hearts and lives in a new way. So it's fitting that we talk about the Holy Spirit in these days. Let's, let's pray for the Holy Spirit in our own lives, that, uh, that the Spirit would, would give us the gift of wisdom to, to see the truth of who God is. So that then we can see things in their proper perspective and, and we can follow Jesus in the way that he deserves to be followed, fully, wholeheartedly and, and absolutely without reserve.